Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. Live post-game, live stream edition. Jason Fredwick standing by, getting set to break down a 6-4 loss by the Edmonton Oilers at the hands of the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Oilers choke up a couple of leads. That's a little more what we've seen through a bunch of this season. What did you think of their effort? Seemed to me like they were working pretty hard, but that was not the result they were looking for. Going to break it all down. Sherwood Buick GMC, our proud title sponsor here on Got Your Back. If you missed their Friday the 13th event, they got another great one coming on down the pipe. Check out the big store November 24th and November 25th. Take advantage of their Black Friday promotions, including up to seven grand in discounts, finance cash, and trade-up bonuses. So they'll do a bunch of different things for it. If you mention that Got Your Back sent you, you'll get the bonus pricing. You'll also get three free ultimate detail packages on a new or used vehicle. So visit Phil and the crew in Sherwood Park or online, www.gmcpod.com. Coming to you from the Long Shot Studio. Got to do another on location. Eyeballing later this month. Maybe later this month, we'll head back to Long Shot's for an on-location pod. They're available for corporate events, too, if you didn't know. Great spot to take the workers and have a little bit of fun. Check it in with Jason Struddy. No Rob Brown. He's uh, otherwise occupied right now. Struddy, how's the Saturday been, buddy? I don't mind these Saturday afternoon pods, eh? I love it. I, I love it. It's been a busy week or busy day for me. A lot of coaching, but uh, I love doing that. So, uh, coach the game, coach three hours of uh, first shift for the Oilers, and uh, watch the Oilers game. And I got another game tonight with my other son. So, oh man, lots of hockey today. I'm I'm dialed into the hockey world. Dialed you're, in, buddy. Yeah, you're rocking and roll. And you, you're full head coach. Like you, the guy, or you, you. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's one of them. I am the other one. I'm like a co-head coach. And then when I work with the first first shift for the Oilers, it's uh, that's kids that are just learning to play. Yeah. So I watched five year olds that can't skate all the way to the best in the world play in Kucherov and McDavid. So. Pretty That's busy. fantastic. Hey, by the way, before we get to breaking down the game, uh, just because you're talking about, you know, your uh, your contributions here to some local players, how about James Hamblin? How about that moment tonight for James Hamblin? First NHL goal. I know you've worked with him, and he points to the sky. That yeah. one's for you, Mom. I mean, I know other fans beat up by the result here today, but that was a pretty awesome moment. I love the idea to get a chance to work with him just a little bit. Um, I can't take any credit. He's the hardest worker. The first time I saw him play, I I liked him. I really liked him. Um, so that moment is so special. You know, he's been like just begging for that. So I think every Oilers fan, and even I got a little choked up watching that today. It's a good moment for him and his family. Yeah, his mom, uh, Gina Loster, battled with cancer back in 2017. So he scores the goal. You know what? Let's go off script here before the breakdown. Let's go to the Weiss Johnson sound box. Here is Hamblin. It was a, obviously a very exciting moment. Um, I just pointed to the sky. I think uh, my initial thoughts are straight to my mom. I think I've had that uh, celebration in the bank for a 
few years now. And so, you know, it was, I think it was a weight off my shoulders to, to finally score the first one. And, um, you know, like I said, the first thoughts were just straight to her. Congratulations, James Hamblin. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't in a win, but a big moment for him and his entire family. All right, Strubby, let's get to the breakdown. Brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel. They specialize in heavy-duty truck and trailer repair, performance, tuning parts and sales. They have seven gigantic bays, and there's not much they can't figure out for you. Marty and the crew, they've got very high standards, and they will leave your truck in great shape like it's right out of the factory. Check out all they have to offer, AdrenalineDiesel.ca. So the orders get off to a real nice start, Struds, in the first period. They Worked themselves out to a 2-0 lead with some depth scoring. Derek Ryan, James Hamblin, and you're thinking, okay, yep, they're they're feeling it. They're feeling their mojo. And then, not that it changed the entire game, but a decision made by a guy that you just, I know you're chewing on a little bit here right now. Listen, I loved uh, when, when guys fight. I think it's always great, but you have to understand the timing of the game. So it's 2 nothing. You just scored the 2 nothing goal. You've come out, I believe the shots at that time were 12-4. You're really controlling the game. They put Austin Watson out there. He's not going out there to score a goal. He's not going out there to do anything except to try to change momentum. And you could tell right away he's looking for Vinny. And Vinny, you know what? I get it. You're a big guy. You're excited. You want to get in the fights. That's when you have to skate away. Say, but now's not the time. I don't care if you're a rookie. I don't care if that's, you know, the the, the, the toughest guy in the league. You skate away and say, but now's not the time. Because it just gives them a toehold, right? A toehold back into that game. So I did not like that time to fight. I, I was in that time, in that situation many times. You have to know what they're coming for. You have to know it. Get away from it. Okay, devil's advocate here. And you tell me, because you played this role and you know this. You know, when you are a guy who's still establishing yourself in the league and there are veteran guys that are around and, you know, the guy looks at you and says, hey, I need one here, buddy, let's go. Uh, sometimes younger guys, well, not younger, but guys that are still getting established in that way, you almost feel an obligation of some sort. Like the code is attached to this in mm -hmm. some way. And and I should, you know, would suggest maybe some of that was what was going on with DRNA. Or is that all bullshit in the middle of a game that your team desperately needs to win? I, I look at the veterans on this team that fight. Uh, Nurse, Kane. Um, That's it. Yeah, it's a pretty small list. You go, hey, buddy, he's coming for you. Skate away. You let him know that that's what's happening. That's the job. You need to talk to him. And again, I'm not blaming this loss on him, but right. it just gets a chance to get back into it. So looking forward, I hope that Nurse or Kane come over and say, buddy, unless he does something to someone, just skate away. He's just trying to get into a fight. So the veterans need to show him the way. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. And I'm not going to criticize a guy or go too far criticizing a guy who's willing to do it because there's not enough guys on this team that will step outside that comfort zone and uh, respect him for doing it. But I agree, game management is an issue in that moment. And you, you probably got to say, nah, bud, you know, let's, we'll check in later in the game. But I think momentum is a big thing. And I, I agree with you, Struds. I know you're going to talk a little bit more about game management coming up a little bit later on in Struddy's world. So 2 nothing at that point, then bang, bang. A couple of goals there uh, to tie it up at 2. I didn't like uh, Bouchard, uh, the play on the puck in the offensive zone there on the 2-2 goal, right, where Kucherov came back and, and ends up getting that even-strength goal. Um, you know, what do you, what do you think – what happened to the Oilers here? Was it just a, just a sag or what did you see? It's, it's something we kind of see quite often, and that's – you know, just 
understanding where you're at, right? Like, you know, they, they, so at the end of the first and after the second, they're, I think it was 2-1-3-2. Two, two. So they're in a good situation. They're in the driver's seat. Tampa's trying to get it going, but it's not like they had a ton of shots or a ton of great chances. So you're trying to find your way. They're trying to find their way. And you're, in a lot of ways, kind of getting the game you want. It's an ugly one. Think about the goals the Oilers scored, their, their three initial goals. Yeah. From two guys you're not expecting from. And, you know, Hamlin's was just a hardworking one. Derek Ryan's first one was very lucky. The second one, I don't think it hit his stick. I think it went off his foot. So those three goals, you're like, okay, we're getting production from guys you don't expect. This is a beautiful road game. Let's just get this, keep it moving, keep it forward. And, you know, I, I hate to bring it up again, Shogger, but these are the types of games that the coaches, well, the short time he's been here, the players specifically have talked about winning, going into the third of the lead and locking it down. They are unable to. There are a few other reasons why, but they're unable to keep that lead, buddy. And that's, that's really tough. That's a, because man, you win that first game of the road trip. Oh man, we got three games. We can get rolling. Instead, you feel like you lost points here yeah. rather, or sorry, you feel Big like you time. gave them away rather than lost two points. Uh, going to the, uh, Weiss Johnson YouTube mentions here. Chemo man says Bouchard is the definition of a dichotomy. I, I have it written down in my notes, the two sides of Evan Bouchard, right? So good in the <laughs> offensive zone, that shot, you know, so heads up can make those great plays, but then he just doesn't seem to sense danger. And I think there were two examples tonight, Struds. Maybe I'm being too hard on him. You tell me. I think there were two examples where it directly led to goals where his, sense of urgency and his sensing danger just wasn't where it needed to be. And as a result, it's odd man rushes and he's in a tough position. Uh, yet at the other end, he can be so, so offensively brilliant. I think we saw the two sides of Evan Bouchard tonight again. Well, let's start on the good side. His goal was incredible. Like that yeah. goal, he just walks in and it was kind of him versus the goalie and he rips it by him. Like that was a great goal. But you're right. You know, a couple of those other situations, um, you know, the pinch – he could have jumped a little harder maybe and, and gotten there. Uh, and then the one where it's, he bounced it off the wall. Now he doesn't get back. He doesn't feel that, that urgency to get back on the defensive side. It's just, it's a casualness to his game that is, is really difficult. Um, as a coach, it'd be hard to manage it because you've got to feel and, and get that spidey sense tingling that, okay, I've got to get back here for this, for this play here. And he doesn't get back in time and the, 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 the goal scored. And it's like, it's preventable, right? So, you love what he brings at the offense. You love when the puck's on his stick. It's just small tweaks. And I know people say, well, look at this stat or that stat. And, you know, he's, he's, he's carrying the play. I get it. But when he has a breakdown, it's a golden chance. And I don't believe that every chance is created equal or every breakdown is created equal. And it seems like when he has a letdown, it's greater than maybe other guys' mistakes we see around the league or on the team. Let's get to the Weiss Johnson soundbox here. Uh, Derek Ryan uh, asked an interesting question. Tony Brar from Oilers TV threw a statistic at him. Uh, we have that, and you'll hear uh, Hyman's response. Derek, the team's record falls to 0-5-1 when you guys put up 40-plus shots. What comes to mind when you hear that stat? Um, we're letting in too many goals. I think that's the missing part of that equation is that when we do have whatever-plus shots, then um, we're giving up too many goals still. Get to Zach Hyman here as well. I thought Hyman made a really good point here, Struggs, because some of the some of Tampa's best chances, I think there were Oilers in position where they could have helped out, where they could have bailed each other out a little bit, and that didn't seem to be there tonight. Here's Hyman. Yeah, everything that, that we can do better is is kind of bail each other out. Like I think if, if there isn't a little mistake, like I think we can do a better job of covering for one another and, and making sure that you know a little mistake doesn't turn into a grade A, which turns into a goal, right? I, I think we can do a better job of that. 
And our sound yeah, brought that. to you. Yeah, go ahead, Struts. No, so I love that. I love that 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 insight from from Hyman. Um, and I think that it's it's you've got to read the situation. So you've got to see that there's a problem developing. And I think too often owners don't see that the storm clouds are brewing, right? They're kind of like, oh, what's happening here? And then it's too late for them to react and they're chasing it down. So you're right. You do have to step up for your body. That includes the goalie, that includes the D, and that includes the forwards. Um, but kind of seeing, like, for instance, the one where Bouchard pinches, or sorry, the one where he shoots it across the far line. And, you know, could some guys have backchecked harder? Yes. And he doesn't get back in time. So it just compounds the mistake. You have the puck in the offensive zone. And six, seven seconds later, it's in the back of your net. I want to talk about the, the power play and the penalty kill, but I also want to have a greater conversation about McDavid and Dreisaitl. And we'll do that in our takeaway segment. So we'll dig in a little bit more on 97 and 29, their night tonight, what we've seen from them recently in our next segments. But we do have to talk about special teams in general. You know, Chris, Chris Knobloch, uh, after the game, you know, he said, really felt like we missed an opportunity with those first two power plays where he thought the team was excellent and did everything but score. But then from there on, their power play was so pedestrian. <laughs> that top unit, man, it fell apart for them. They were giving pucks away. They weren't dangerous. It was not a good look at all. And Tampa's power play, holy snap. That passing play was unreal, Struddy. <laughs> Well, so let's talk about Tampa first and, and they're, that goal you're talking about where they pass it to the bumper, back to the out guy, and then back all the way across to the other side. As a D-man, you, you get lulled into looking at the guy in the bumper because you're like, oh, he's going to pass to him again and shoot it. So you kind of look there and all of a sudden, boom, it goes by him and they know it. They said that's not a luck. That's something they've talked about, something they discussed. We're going to bump it once and bump it far side, and it's a wide open end on the backside. So that is great, great offense by by Tampa. I love that play. Um, but for the Oilers, D, they kind of got it. You always have to – it's kind of like the magician, right? He's got you looking over here, but a lot of actions happen yeah. on the other side. So that's kind of what you have to look at. As far as the Oilers' power play, you're right. I thought the last two chances, um, it, it's it's – they're trying to force plays where they're not. Like how many times do we see it try to make maybe look like a hope play where it's like a backhand towards like towards someone, not on their tape. When the owners are at their best on their power play, the passes are tape to tape. They're sharp. They're moving quickly. And it makes the other team move a la Tampa Bay on that goal we just talked about. When the owners aren't going well, it feels like they're skating pucks more to guys. Their tapes are their passing is not on the tape. And a lot of times they're just they're like throwing up a 30% hope pass to get through. That's not what they have to do. They have to go back to their, their bread and butter where they manage the puck, control the puck, get the other team moving. And the more you move the puck, the more those guys have to adjust, the more opportunity there is to open up the seam. And the seam might not be dry style right now. Yeah. It might be another guy. But it it's very, sounds very basic and easy. But I think they're feeling it so much. They're feeling so much stress that they didn't get it done because the, the, the specialty teams were a huge story in tonight's night uh, game. And we can talk about those shorthanded goals, but I... You know, those are, I'm not counting on those night in, night out. Oh, for sure. For sure. And and you wonder if, I don't know, starting the second unit here and there, you're only going to give them 20, 30 seconds. Unless, I mean, they're either going to get cleared and you change and you just give those other guys a chance to start on the bench. Chances are uh, when when they go on the ice, their team has possession. That's the other thing, right? Like if, you're, if your power play is changing, your second unit's changing, it's because it was a clear most likely. And so McDavid and Dreisaitl go on the ice and they get possession right away. I don't mind the idea start like on nights where they're having a tough time, like they were in the second and third. I don't mind the idea starting that second unit. We'll see if that's something that Knobloch ends up doing. Uh, 
important moments in games, right? Next shift after a goal against. So Tampa has that tic-tac, tic-tac-toe play, boom. Next shift, bad change from Derek Ryan. Flat out, vacates the middle of the ice. And that's one of those shifts where you're you're the fourth line or the third line, you know, whatever you want to call it, and you're getting a key moment and you're getting opportunity. And that was a tough one there. Uh, really tough. And that's... That's that understanding of where you're at the game. And you might be tired, but you can't change when the guys are coming up the ice. When I say the opponents are coming up the ice at you, that's not a time no. to change. The time to change is when the puck is leaving your end, you can quickly change where the puck's going up the ice. Then you get fresh legs out there. So I get you may be tired then the shift, but you have to understand those moments. Now, to be fair, he maybe didn't know that that was going to happen, right? He, he, his back was kind of to the play. But it's just a tough play, and it's just – um, and it's not on, you know, this game again, isn't on Derek Ryan or anyone like that. It's just when this team struggles, they have breakdowns that are preventable, right? There it is, it is, and I think um this morning what was at Knobloch talked about something with some some kind of phrase. He said, No, I want to get good at something at things that don't require a lot of skill. Well, that's what he's talking about. Those are the plays he's talking about. Those are just understanding the moment, understanding where you're at, where the puck's at, how your team is, all those things and you know, you have to develop that. And, and it's not one guy. This is, quite frankly, I think it's kind of spreads through the team. All right, going to get to the Weiss Johnson Soundbox one last time. Until December 1st, receive a complimentary duct cleaning when you buy a new furnace. This exclusive deal allows you to not only upgrade your heating system, but also improve the air quality in your home. Check it out at WeissJohnson.com. Weiss Johnson, Weiss Johnson, Here's the head coach post game. Yeah, no, overall, I thought the first two periods we played really well. In the third period, um, you know, I didn't like how we handled having the lead. Um, you know, their, their forwards getting behind our defensemen, our, our, uh, sorry, their forwards getting behind our defensemen and our forwards not protecting the middle of the ice as well as we should have. So uh, a quick chime in here in the, on the YouTube mentions. McLeod needs to be hard on the back check, not totally Ryan's fault. Thomas M. keeping us in check here a little bit on who is to blame. I think that's fair. A couple more, couple more really hard strides from Derek, uh, from Ryan McLeod there. He's probably in position, Stretty. So w let's go back to what Hyman said. You know, when, when there's an error, a mistake, you know, some, one of us has to pick each other up. Yeah. That's an opportunity right there to pick him up. And, and McLeod can skate hard enough. But – the, the challenge, I think, right there in that play for McLeod is I don't think he knows that he's in trouble. Yeah. Like as far as not in trouble, like getting yelled at, but as far as he doesn't think there's danger there. And you have to recognize that that's danger. That's a skilled team over there, right? They're very um, – they can pass the puck well and they're very kind of methodical how they move the puck around. But you have to feel like, oh, man, this is a real problem. we got to get up the ice or i got to get back the ice and get to my, my end and, and make that difficult score. So that is exactly what Hyman is talking about supporting your teammates when there is a breakdown gonna make it a regular segment on the podcast uh, we partnered with sport logic zuby's been working hard behind the scenes on some numbers so sport logic has some fantastic analytics game to game and they give us some numbers that aren't available necessarily on all the public sites so zuby why don't you bring up our stats pack from today courtesy our friends at sport logic just a few things that stood out for those listening i'll read them off on the podcast scoring chances off the rush eight for tampa five for the Oilers, inner slot save percentage, 67% for the Oilers, 83% for Tampa, puck battle win percentage, 
46 for the Oilers and 54 for Tampa. By the way, that was 70% for the Oilers after the first period. They were dominating in the puck battles after the first, but it definitely leveled off and tilted the other way. And then 10 high-danger scoring chances. Now, SportLogic does this differently. They actually have people watching the games and determining what is and isn't. It's not just about shot opportunities from different areas of the ice. So really, uh, you know, good analytics here that uh, that tell a little bit of a tale. Zuby, did you pick any other ones, or is this what we've got today? That I threw that inner slot save percentage in there. I thought that was yeah. Important. That that one was a Zuby special. The goaltender uh, throws the goaltending stat in there. Struds, any thoughts on that? Yeah, you, well, I do think that Zuby always overval overvaluates the goaltenders. Or <laughs> 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 oh, you're talking about the stats he did? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, I mean, yeah. So I, I, I do gravitate towards those those save percentage. I mean, I, I think the last uh, or the the second last goal. That's one I think that he's got to make the save on Skinner, right? I think that that's a, a redirect that he can get his his, his mid up on. I think that's it. Um, you know, I don't. I remember when we played, we tried to kit limit uh, the high danger scoring chance. I think he tried to keep between eight and twelve. So yeah. I don't think this is way out of out of. Um, Way of whack, and we're thinking, oh man, these guys got just abused out there. I no, no, you know, they did. They did quite a good job, especially the first two periods of kind of limiting a lot of those the, the, those good chances against. But when you give up a good chance, you got like a, a backdoor, um, like the the goal that we talked about, the backdoor shot. Like that's a hard one to save, right? You're, you're not saving that one, so we can. I wish they would somehow they could kind of narrow that down or winning that down to unsavable pucks and savable ones like a backdoor yeah. shot i don't think that's savable yeah. in like the power play goal i don't see that as a savable puck i'm sorry i don't i don't expect a goalie to save that the one the second last goal i do think that's a goal by glenn denning Connor McDavid looked like he skated miles tonight. Didn't have much to show for it. Leon Dreisaitl, same thing. In our takeaway segment, we'll dig a little bit into their game, what we're seeing at even strength and on the power play in tonight's game. Then we've got a new segment that we're going to debut, which we need some help naming, by the way. So we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. Struddy's world and ask us anything. Lots more to come. Short break here. Hey everyone, it's Kelly here from United Sport and Cycle. Christmas is just around the corner and we've got everything you need for the athlete and sports fan on your list. With over 30 different sports under one roof, including hockey, bikes, ball, and our amazing fan shop, United is your one-stop shop for everything sport. Don't know what to buy? A United gift card is always a fan favorite. United Sport and Cycle, your Santa's workshop for over 95 years. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com.
And Strutty's appearances here on the podcast, brought to you by our good friends over at Kinprint, a local family-owned and operated company. Decades of experience filling any and all of your promotional apparel and embroidery needs. Visit kinprint.ca. One of our sponsors had a big event today, the crew down at Martin Motorsports. Today was their winter kickoff event. Looked like a great time. Exchanged some text messages with Chris. Not a lot of snow on the ground yet, folks, but it is on his way and it'll be here before you know it. Lots of customers rolling through. They got everything there, man. Not only do they have all the fantastic gear and apparel and you know all the little knick-knacky things that you need to have fun, but they got the big stuff as well. And it's going to be a great winter where they are in the zone. So check them out. MartinMotorsports.ca. They got West or South Edmonton locations. And they are priced to sell. So uh, definitely get by Martin Motorsports if you're planning your winter fun. Okay, McDavid and Dry Seidel in this game. Uh, one was worse than the other. <laughs> Is that fair to say? I thought I thought McDavid was more noticeable and and probably had things churning a little more than Dry Seidel did today. Yeah, well, Leon's line, you know, with he, Hyman, and Kane, I thought they had you know a pretty tough go. Um, you know, and that's. You know, I, I I always I feel like with um, Leon when he's trying to make plays standing still, it's a way easier game against him. And and when he's skating and using that big body, it's just a, it just adds another element to his 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 game that I don't think was there. Just as a comparison, you know, Kucherov three points, Stamkos two points, Brain Point two points, the Oilers top guns had no points and they were minus players. So, you know, I think that the bottom end of the, of the lineup contributed offensively. They needed a little bit of help from that offensive part, and it, it sort or sort of the top six part, and it just wasn't there today. Shogger, he didn't get killed with matchups at even strength either. Like Cernak and Sergachev were the D pairing uh, that were on the ice, uh, but Mott, uh, Janot, uh, Asimont, kind of the main forwards that he was out there against too. So we have that line was yeah. actually in some decent matchup situations, and probably should have been able to get more done. At even strength. His final stats line here today was pretty. I think he was dashed to uh, a single shot on net, three attempts. He was good in the face-off circle, but he just seemed to be on one of those nights where he was kind of the big circles as opposed to the stops and the starts where, you know, rather than going and getting it, he kind of gets frustrated that it's not coming to him. And he's been good lately, right? He's been a big part of this team's, you know, success over the last few games, but he got back over onto the wrong side of it today. Yeah, he did, and and you know you're not going to play good every night, right? Yeah. You just when when you know be, when you have the performance you did from some of the guys, Ryan and and um, they they were able to score three goals, kind of from unlikely sources. If you can get one or two from those top guys, that's five goals. You know that should be enough to win you a game. You know what I mean? You just kind of that's kind of how you look at it. So it, it almost feels like a a free night that kind of got away from the orders. And again, I'll say it again. You know, you want to win that first game of the road trip because it takes so much pressure off. You know, now you're probably thinking they got to win two of the next three on the road uh, to get just a 500 sugar. So over to Connor McDavid. You know, on the power play, this is why I think with McDavid, he's been uh, he's been hurt and working through something this season. There was talk about it being a hip. We all saw him kind of pull up and grab the hip, and then he missed some time before. I think he probably rushed himself back to try and get into that game, that outdoor game for sure. But it feels like it's been in the hands a little bit because the the power on the shot and the number of times we've seen McDavid give pucks away. Like it, it's been more this season than I think we've ever seen in his career. Just play he, he makes plays that just 
he's not able to thread it through in the same way. It feels like it's in and around the hands. And I thought he'd been looking better on that on that front here the last few games, but looked again like I don't. I'm not trying to give him an excuse. I'm just saying he's given the puck away more strides. So I'll tell. I, I'm gonna follow up on what you're saying. Tell the exact play type of play you're talking about. They had a power play in the third period. He gets the puck to the right of the goalie, kind of around the hash marks. I believe it was Hedman, a big guy, takes up a lot of space. In the past, McDavid would pass through or around the defender. He passes it, and it's knocked right down by Hedman's stick. And like it's like it was it was five feet away from him. He just shot it right into the stick. That is not what McDavid has built his reputation on, right? His skill set are different than that. And I think he, I don't know, I don't know if it's injury. I, I'm not sure. I feel like he's trying to force things that aren't there and looking for kind of like seeing ghosts where they aren't, right? So it's it that is the exact play that I see. And, and I talked a little bit about the power play before. Sometimes just take what they're giving you. When you're not feeling, you don't want that touch, just move it up to the D, the D can slide to the middle, throw it back to you, and then you can go back door to dry cell or whatever it is, or or just take a shot, right? But just trying to do a little bit too much when you're not feeling it. And it's incredible to think a guy that scores as much and has much offensive ability as McDavid maybe isn't feeling it right now or has an injury, whatever it is, there's maybe a, a more direct route of play for right now until that comes around for you. MB says McDavid is not hurt. People are just saying that to feel better. We know he's been battling through something. He missed games this year. Shane Matheson says, just wondering why 97 got the he's injured excuse and Leon doesn't. His puck control is off like he had a wrist issue. Both have been stinky, though. <laughs> Neither should have an excuse tagged to them. <clears throat> Expectations are high, right? And, and guys have to work through things. But it's just so odd to see two of the best puck handlers on the planet struggling. Uh excuse me, with uh, with handling the puck. What have you thought of Knobloch's use of them? Multiple games in a row here, he's gravitated back to them on the same line when they're chasing the game. Uh, you know, he's not starting that way. He's starting with them separate every day. But what do you think of his of his um, deployment with those two? Well, I like that they're staying, they're starting apart. But I will say this. we I think we've got to give Knobloch um, a little bit of time to kind of figure out what he's got. He's yeah. not sure, right? You have, you have Gullick's in there. You have Stewart. I know Pelche, the, the shorts, they've been there already. But And Coffee's been watching, so he'd see it. But Knobloch hasn't watched every play, every period, and every game the Dolors have played for the last number of years, like many of us have. So he's trying to figure out what he's got and what situations to put them together or to keep them apart in, right? And on top of that, he's trying to win games with a slightly you know depleted lineup where you don't have Holloway, you know, Connor Brown coming back tonight for the first time and trying to find his wheels. So I think that, you know, we have to allow for some time, and I expect for some time he'll be moving things around, just small little things here and there, and then kind of figure out what he likes and doesn't like when guys are together and what time of the game. Because, you know, putting together start the game is much different than putting it together in the second period or third period, or splitting them up, for that matter. Yeah. Notice that he had uh, Kulak on the ice there with a couple of minutes left with CeCe, I believe. it was He was out there, I think, when CeCe rang one off the iron, wasn't he? Or Just one second. I got it in my notes here somewhere. Yeah, I think Nurse had just gotten off the ice on like a forty-second shift or a fifty-second shift, but uh, it was it was I think Skinner or CC, sorry, and Kulak. I think were on the ice in the last couple of minutes, and then he moved over to Bouchard there um, with the net empty and that kind of thing. So I'm not sure if he was, you know, if he was swapping Kulak out for Nurse in that situation. Right. Just keeping an eye on on the way he's using his guys and those little details we look at. Nurse had a 50-second shift that ended at 2.45 on the clock. So that's when Kulak, I think, came out. But 
Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he'll move guys and nudge guys around a little bit. What would you do with the goalie next game? Who is it, Florida or no, Carolina? Uh, yeah, they've got, yeah, Fl Hurricanes Florida on Monday. now. No, no, wait a minute. Sorry. Yeah. Panthers on Monday. I need my schedule Florida. here. My schedule's so Florida, over my yeah. shoulder there for some reason. That's yeah. ridiculous. I've got it locked up here like Kramer. Uh, I was at a 50% chance of being right. <laughs> um, well, you can't, you cannot, you know, there's a lot of people saying, well, they don't have back-to-back -back games till sometime in December. It, it, you just can't play every game. I don't know how many times we have to go through this in the NHL for people to realize that goalies get tired as they get into, you know, later in the season. Yeah, they feel great. I want to play. I know you want to play. My son also wants to step. He's nine years old to midnight. Doesn't mean he can. He can do it. But there's a price to be paid the next day and, and, and for a few days after. So Picard has to play at some point. You know, they, they, there's no doubt he has to play at some point. Um, I, oh man, Florida or Carolina? I mean, you play him two more. You play Skinner two more here, and then you go next yeah. weekend in Washington in an afternoon game. But that's, that's you know, that's piling it up on, on Skinner here. Yeah. And how long are you going to have this guy just hanging yeah. around? Like, Campbell's yeah. not busting his way back anytime soon. You're going to need this guy at some point. You got to get him in. Yeah, I'd probably play him one of the next two games. Yeah. I probably, because tonight, then, then let's say you play on Monday. He gets tomorrow off, Monday off, Tuesday yeah. off, and one plays. So, but you got to remember, like days off for a goalie are, they're still working. It's not like he's out, you know, smoking a stogie by the pool in, in uh, Florida, right? So, yeah, I, I would play him one of the next two games. Probably, probably Florida. Like the Oilers played two good periods tonight, so it's not like they're getting caved in. Yeah, um, I thought they worked hard tonight. Like I, yeah, I think yeah. their, their their jam level, I think, was pretty good in this game tonight, Struds. And we've been yeah. talking about that lately. This wasn't that to me. No, small breakdowns, small yeah. game detail breakdowns. All right, uh, that was takeaways brought to you by Martin Motorsport. All right, we're gonna debut our new segment coming up right after a very short break. We're gonna call it around the horn for now because we we kind of put this idea in place, but it kind of came together a little quicker than we thought. You can help us name it. Struds is going to take a look at some other things going on around the National Hockey League. Just a couple of points. Figure we can maybe take a little gander outside Edmonton here and there for one segment per podcast. So around the horn or whatever the hell we're going to call it with a new sponsor is coming up right after a very quick break. The Edmonton Sport and Social Club is YEG's top destination for adult recreational sports. Offering over 20 different options, including ball hockey, indoor volleyball, pickleball, and now ice hockey. For all you fans out there looking to lace them up for the first time or get back into the game after a few years off, like Struddy. Sign up by December 13th for the winter season beginning mid-January at edmontonsportsclub.com. If you're looking for a night out on the town and want to make sure you and your fellow fun lovers arrive safe and in style, call Ahmed Enterprises. With their stretch limos and party buses, they can accommodate groups up to 22. Servicing Edmonton and area, Ahmed Enterprises provides luxurious, reliable, professional transportation. Whether it be weddings, parties, casino nights, game night at the arena, or any occasion, give them a call at 780-231-6018 or check them out online at ahmedenterprise.com. Mention Got Your Back sent you to get 10% off your luxury ride. All right, welcome back to the podcast. So we've got a little chat group, a little Got Your Back chat group going, and we were trying to figure out a name for this segment, right? Strudge is going to pick a couple other things going on around the league, 
And uh, we're going to dig into those for a few minutes before we get to Struddy's World. So a couple of the uh, a couple of the suggestions that came in here. Steve Taylor was pretty active. So we want to ask you, if you've got any suggestions, we're wide open to it. And it doesn't have to you know, necessarily involve Strud's name. League Lowdown with Strudwick. Beyond the Boards with Strud's. Meh. Strud's Rink Roundup. Meh. Everything, everything's you here. We don't need to involve you. The one oh. I like that's kind of cheeky, 43 Thoughts or 43's Thoughts. You know, your number was 43 yeah. and you know, a little yeah. play on what those other guys got going on. I, I don't think we got any potentials yet, though, do we, buddy? Well, I put in Sprinkle the Infield or Sprinkle in the Infield, and that got crickets, crickets from the group. Sprinkle the Infield? Where did you put Sprinkling, that? Sprinkling. Like, you know, like when you're going out for drinks and you're like, hey, do you want a, a beer? Like, yeah, sprinkle the infield. So I'm thinking like sprinkling the infield. You've and tried, then, you, every segment that we have created that we've tried to name, you have tried to ram that name through. You've suggested that yeah. for every yeah. segment so far. Yeah. Well, put it on a segment. I'll stop suggesting it. Sprinkling the <laughs> infield. I don't know. Let's ask the YouTube stream what they think of that one. That one's a little bit dicey. And for today, we're going to call it around the horn it's it's lame i know and yes i know there's a show that has that as well so we'll put our creative brains on we'll come up with a better name but we got a great new sponsor strutty and they are backscape and we're fired up to have them be a part of our team it's brought to you by a backscape bid farewell to unwanted back hair and you can do it all by yourself in just five minutes with the fastest growing male grooming tool on the planet with backscape's water resistant and rechargeable long-handled shave stick you can have shave independently in any direction with no cuts, scrapes, bumps, or mess. Name the superhero of, hero of razors. Let Backscape have your back and tame that wild mane. Visit Backscape.com. That's B-A-K-Scape.com. And choose from a variety of packages delivered right to your door. Ladies there you go, Strutty. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we know that there's a lot of people that have some significant challenges with hair on the back. And when you wheel out the pool and it's little hair, you want to get this. I, yeah, I know yeah. one guy in our group, one of the four of us is going to get this for Christmas. I know who needs it. I won't mention their name, although they're maybe not on the pod right now. Right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I've been chatting with the, with the crew from Backscape. I don't know if you've seen this thing, man. It is everywhere yeah. right now. Like, remember a few years ago, that other male grooming product all of a sudden poked its head up all over the place? Well, this yeah. one has been all over the place. So we actually, I've got a shipment that just arrived. Haven't had a chance to try it yet, but eh, I'm not too not too proud to say I could probably use the product a little bit. So we'll, uh, yeah. we'll give it a go and give you a product review. But uh, big thanks to the crew at Backscape for coming on board. This isn't going to be a really long segment to every no. podcast, but there's just a couple of things that have happened around the league, Struds. You're going to be the driver of this segment. Kind of what's on your mind in terms of around the league, and you want to get it started with some big picture. A little conversation about three-on-three, buddy. Yeah, so there's been a lot of talk about the idea of three-on-three three and uh, changing it. I don't like how teams have evolved into puck possession. So their starting lineups, like we saw the other night with 2D and a, and a, and a center like the Oilers did. Yeah. And then once you get possession, you switch out the guy. And that's fine. The changes, we're not going to get rid of that. But what people are suggesting um, is that if, if you go in the zone and then you come back out to keep possession, that there's some kind of, whether it's you lost the possession or there's a face-off or whatever it is. And there's a lot of people pushing back on that. I'm not sure why they want to push back. They say that what will happen is it's going to take away scoring chances. I ask them, why do you think that those guys are coming out of the zone? It's because they had nowhere else to go. They were jammed up. They had no other play. Right. And what they didn't want to give up was puck possession. So that's why they're coming out. 
They're not going out because they feel good and have all the space and time. So I would be in support of this. I think that once you're in the zone, you have to stay in the zone. And it'll create more uh, of what we like in three-on-three, which is crazy, wild, breakdowns, chances all over the place, Shogger. I would support this wholeheartedly. So you have to stay in the zone. Once, you, the zone. once you cross yep. the blue line, you're not allowed to carry it back out. 100%. Now, the and problem what, is how do you do it? How well, do you, what happens if you do? Well, I think that, unfortunately, I think it would be like an, I'd be like a reverse offside, and then there's a face-off, which isn't Defensive exactly zone what you want. So you want well, more whistles. Let's get more whistles in the I, game. Yes, but it won't take long to, for people to figure it out. Guys adjust. So if that's what happened, it's a reverse offside. It's in the offensive zone for a face-off for you. What about the ball hockey rule? Once you cross the blue line, no. the red line becomes the blue line. So, yeah, you've so at least you can regroup at no. least back to the red line. No, no, so, so what you're doing again is creating more space. I want things to be tight because when it's tight, like this, there'll be someone to fall down. Boom. Now it's a two on one the other way. The more space, the more you control it. So players are trying to control the puck. That's why they go out of the zone. They want to control. They don't want to give up possession, which I get. But if they felt that they could attack, they would attack. So that's what is being lost here. And people that are, they're, they're, they don't understand how it works. They're trying to create space. You want them to take away their space. So they have to attack. Then there's a turnover. Now we got an on-man rush the other way, Shogger. I was spitballing ideas on this with Mike Johnson and Pierre Lebrun on our Got Your Back NHL pod this week. And I, I, I suggested you're not allowed to carry the puck back out of the zone. You have to pass it back out of the zone. So like you can't regroup with it on your stick. You got to look back and pass it. Uh, Mike Johnson said it was the dumbest idea I had ever come up with uh, on the podcast. So he liked that. I did have one though, and, oh and I actually did come up with it at the time. I hadn't heard it somewhere else. So I've been thinking about this. Two changes to overtime if I'm in charge. Here they are. Number one, eight minutes. Extend it. Way better than a shootout. Shootout's an abomination. Give them some more time in overtime. We'll see more players have to get out there and we'll see more goals scored. And two, get rid of the long change. If you get rid of the long change, a lot of times teams are regrouping because it is so hard to change in overtime. You regroup, you let everybody get to the bench, and then you're waiting and waiting. Get rid of the long change, make it easier for guys to change. That's fine. And some of those regroups will disappear. Two practical changes that don't mess with the integrity of the game. Well, I'll disagree with you on the long change because I think that's where you find problems, right? Bad changes, things happen. I think that creates more chaos, which is what I love about three-on-three. Three. I love the chaos. But part. that's why teams play safe and they always back out and regroup. Those big, long, annoying regroups. They're trying right. to get rid of that. But if you if you follow my way of not bringing pucks out, there'll be no there'll be no issue with that, right? <laughs> there, there, there's no no sense. So you can't... You, you are fundamentally Fundamentally changing the way the game is played. That is a fundamental yeah. abomination of the game as we know it. <laughs> I, what I'm doing... It is, what buddy. I'm, it's not. What I'm doing is I'm making teams attack the net. and Because off of that, either you score or there's an on-man rush against. How often do you have a, someone attack the net on, on the offensive zone and it's not an on-man rush the other way? Pretty rare. It happens a lot, right? Okay, so Strud, let me ask you this then. Are you in favor of video review to make sure that the puck actually crossed the line and came out before allowing a defensive fate? Like at what point? I mean, some of this is subjective, right? You're adding more whistles. It's another offside yeah. thing. You know, it's, I don't know. man. It's, it's, it's easy. It's, it's, it's this. Yeah. I guess I would have the same. I'd have the same setup as because uh, it's a reverse offside. That's the word I'd use. And, I bet you within six months, someone will adopt that and use it of their own. Probably Pierre Lebrun. You know, he loves to steal my ideas. <laughs> yeah, Pierre doesn't want to change it. Pierre said he'd be fine with a traditional tie 
That's how old school Pierre Lebrun is on this. Okay, <laughs> uh, you're going to have your chance to chime in in our Ask Us Anything segment. I see lots of great points coming in on the stream. We'll get to some of those. What else you want to hit on, Struddy? Uh, we got some good suggestions too, by the way. Shane Matheson says, around your back. Brought to you by Backscape. Oh, he thinks that around your back. I like that. I, I actually know. don't mind you that. You think around your back? Well, I don't know. It's not. It's not. It's better than anything we put forward. Not as good as sprinkling the infield. I mean, this sprinkling. is the thing: is we'll want to have Backscape forever as a sponsor. We would yeah. love that. But right. if ever they're right. not, does the does the name still make sense? Right. Well, well, I'll have to figure that out. I guess that's, okay. there's work to be done. Item TBD. B. Item B. Stretty. Global series in Europe. I oh. love it. I am so in favor of this. I actually got to partake in going really? to Europe um, with the Vancouver Canucks. We had just drafted the Sedins, or no, it was it was one a year plus one since we drafted them. So we went there for training camp. We had a lot of Swedes in our team, and I can't tell you how much I enjoyed that experience as a team playing as a, as an NHL player in Sweden. Now we played your uh, Swedish teams, um, and they were kind of like exhibition games. Well, they weren't kind of; they were exhibition games. But I think for the NHL to go over there. And for those players, whether it's, you know, a German player, a Swiss player, a Swedish, Finnish, to be able to play in their home and for them to have that experience at home, I think that's absolutely fantastic. So I'm fully in support of this happening more often. Going to Australia, that might that's be far. A, cup, a little bit too far. Oh. Japan, stuff, I think, again, that's a little bit too far. Even the, the far side of Russia, I think that's too far. But the European one seems to be able to handle it. The NFL's done it. I know the NHL's been doing it for a while, so it's not like this is a new thing. But I would even be supportive of more teams doing it, especially when there's a, like big stars that we see with uh, Leon going over there to Germany. That's a major dent in your schedule. Like going all the way to Europe and back, it's going to mess you up. Yeah. It's going to mess with your circadian rhythms in your sleep and all of those things. It's a big sacrifice for teams to go over there. I would not want to do it if I were a team. I'd be like, I got... I got playoffs to worry about. I got this. I got that. Greater good of the game. Sure, ask someone else. But that's not fair. I think everyone has to do their job. Have to do their part. Well, only four uh, teams are doing that this year. Right. I know, but that's that's over 10%, right? And if everyone kind of takes their turn. And, and you got to keep in mind, the, I see the – like when we went back there, Marcus Naslin, the Sedins, although they had been there, the pride they had to to show, the, show their country and show what it's all about to their teammates and for them to play in front of their home crowd as – an NHL team, it goes a long way. So I think it also builds some goodwill with the European players. Now, I would not be, I'm not really, in, I'm not in favor in NHL putting teams in Europe. I'm, I am not in favor of that at all. I think that would hurt the local leagues there. Um, right. But I am in favor of them going for, for games like this. Interesting stuff. All right. Love it. Love the segment. Stepping outside yeah. of Edmonton a little bit. Uh, that was uh, around the horn. Brought to you by Backscape. We'll come up yeah. with some better stuff. Uh, Davin, Davin, maybe with the gem of the day here, um, the reach around with struts. <laughs> hard no. That's a hard no on that one, Davin. Hard no. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, really, uh, Zuby, we got a quick break, right? And then Struddy's World, we're grouping real quick. You got it. Okay, sorry, I lost I lost track of where we're at in our lineup. Struddy's World, coming up. It's all about game management. You're not going to miss it. Like 30 seconds, we'll be back. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a Z dot C-A.
Okay, heroes, are you trying to tough it out through a sports or life injury right now? Trying to prove your mettle by grinding through, gritting your teeth? Well, Redefined Health is here to say it's time to come on in. At Redefined Health, they'll high-five you for your toughness and then get to work on helping you fix the problem. Helping athletes and heroes find better balance, performance, and injury prevention, visit RedefinedHealth.com. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Guy look good. <laughs> All right. Time for Strutty's World. And with Zuby away last week, we did not have access to the Shark of the Park sound effects. I asked Steve a couple of times, Zuby, but I guess in your haste leaving town, you forgot to send that one to him. So do we have it ready to go? Because Rini Buclan, the shark of the park. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, that's Ask Us Anything, right? Do Pathfind first. I'm literally doing the wrong sponsor right now. Amateur hour. This is amateur hour, man. We got to get you and Brownie could land this plane together. You don't need me. Pathfind is Struddy's world. The right coaching can turn your team into champions with Pathfind's leadership coaching services. You're ensuring that your organization always brings its A game. Check out pathfind.ca to find out how you can lead your team to victory. Unlike me, leading my team to failure right now with this subpar hosting. Struddy, be better than me. What do you got? Game management. This is something that we've spoken a lot about. And I've actually had people ask me, what do you mean by that? Okay, so let, let's go through it. I'm not going to beat up an individual player. So it'll be more as a coach's perspective. So game management is understanding the situation in the game. You know, are you, are you, are you near the end of a period? Are you winning? Um, how's your team playing? How's your goalie playing? Um, is the ref calling a lot of penalties? Is he not calling a lot of penalties? All those types of things have to be going through your head and you have to be evaluating them all as you go on the ice. Every shift is unique. Every shift is different. So let's say that your team has just scored a goal or that other team scored a goal or you're coming off a power play or coming off in a penalty kill. All those things have to make sense. And there's an example today I'll use on the other side of the, of the ledger was with Austin Watson tonight. Uh, you know, there's about, I don't think there was much more than five minutes left. He gets a shift and he's, he's, he's lower in the lineup. And he goes out and absolutely slashes uh, a, a, another player's stick, breaks his, his stick, and now they, he he gives up a, an opportunity for or gives the Oilers an opportunity to go in the power play, something that could have and probably should have hurt Tampa more than it did. But that is zero game management, zero understanding of the situation you're in. Instead of coming down hard at the chopper, go underneath, try to lift the guy's stick, or just get out of the, the shift home free. You don't need to hit a home run. You don't need to do something great or win the game in that exact shift. You need to have the understanding of what you're trying to accomplish. It's the same thing in the offensive zone. Let's say you have a one-goal lead with five minutes later. You're not cheating to the offensive side of the puck, hoping to make it and hoping to get the puck. You need to be above that puck so that you can skate downhill if you do get it. But if they get it, now they have to skate through you. And we're talking about sometimes a difference of two feet, three feet, being uh, rather than being south of the puck, south meaning towards their net, and then being north of the puck, which is above the puck for, for, for your group. It is something that it's just... You have to learn, you have to figure it out, but after a while, if you don't figure it out, you might not get it. Stanley Cup champion teams man game manage very, very well. Those that don't, generally, don't win the Cup, Shogger. Is it part of Hockey Sense Struds? I mean, when we think about Hockey Sense, you tend to think it's like in the moment and you're pressed for time and you just know what the right play yeah. is to make. You know, a little bit more instinctual, I think, when we talk about Hockey Sense. 
But is this part of having hockey sense? Is understanding moments and understanding the game as part of hockey sense too? I think I would oh, – that's a good question. I would separate hockey sense from game management because right. I don't think game management is necessary. You have to be a really smart player. I think you have to be able to, as you're skating out on the ice, understand what is going on and what the moment needs and brings. I think hockey sense is more – moment to moment reacting to the play with or without the puck so they're they're very close but wouldn't but I think you say though that guys who have great hockey sense innately have an understanding of game management as well well yes you can but i think you can be good at game management but not have a lot of hockey sense right like i would suggest to you that i was a pretty good game manager I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of hockey sense. Like I understood where to be, but I understood, okay, we're winning by one goal. I'm getting my last shift here with four minutes to go. And not that I would often, but I'm not taking unnecessary risk here for, for my teammate. Or I might even back off a little more because my partner, I know he has a high threshold for risk tolerance, right? When I don't, or the players I'm on the ice with, or even when you skate out there, how many players do you think truly go out and identify who they're playing against before they line up? To look up and yep. say, there's a 40 goal score sitting over there. This probably isn't the time to cheat to the defensive, offensive side of the puck and, and vice versa. I'm out there against the fourth line. I'm going to take chances here, right? Like, and that's all game management. It could be hockey sense, but I, I, I would I would separate you. Rob Brown would be interesting to ask him about it, but yeah. I think he'd be good at one, game management, without having the other. But I think if you have hockey sense, you you ultimately would have the game management. Quady chimes in and says, Hyman penalty was stupid too. Uh, the game totally yeah. switched there. Now, I, I think that... You know, you could debate whether how much of a penalty it actually was. I think the guy definitely embellished it. But again, hockey sense slash game management, you know not to necessarily take a chance there, right? They've just called one. You're in a yeah. good position. Don't even make it close, Struds. Don't even don't even take one even close. Yeah, and he's trying to create something. Like I think he's trying to get something going. So I I, I get it. Um, and generally speaking, I think Hyman has a pretty good understanding of what's going on yeah. out there. Um, so he's not one of the ones I'd be super critical of. But um, and everyone has their off day, like everyone has their moment. But I, I just when I look at it from the owner's perspective, that game management is something that, oh, I bet you we could cut off 10 goals against. And that's a lot considering we're only uh, just over a dozen games in. The DRNA scrap would be game management too, right? What you're talking 100%, about? 100 percent And that's yeah. I love you know I, I I love that he fought I love all he he beat up Austin Watson I, I think that's pretty clear but there's no need for it you're winning Did you beat him you're up did anybody throw any punches did anybody nah, I kind of threw it looked like he, he landed on top of him so he got to take down bit of a sumo splash just, there that's about it and 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 you're right you had said earlier maybe oh rookie you're not going to fight me you're right I'm not going to fight you but if it gets yeah. two two come knock on my door and I'll knock you down that's a great point by you. That's the thing to say to him in that moment. That was Struddy's yeah. World, brought to you by Pathfind. Now we can get to Shark to the Park and the music because it is time for Ask Us Anything. You've been waiting patiently on the stream. All sorts of great comments that have been rolling in, and we really, really appreciate it. So Ask Us Anything is brought to you by Rini Buclan of Maxwell Devonshire Realty, serving Sherwood Park, Edmonton, and surrounding area. Let Rini help you navigate the biggest investment of your life, your home. She works with a select number of clients to give you all the time you need to find that perfect place for you to call home. Give her a call today, 780-994-0280. That's Rini Buclan, Shark of the Park. She approved that. 
That that's her. That oh, yeah. she, she she has approved that music. Uh, Zuby, pop on in, my man. Hey, I got a straight up. On? I got a straight up text from a, a a stranger, a stranger that still has my phone number from when I tweeted it years back. That apparently is a fan of the podcast. After last one, straight up said, "Stop being mean to Zuby." <laughs> they didn't sign it. They didn't say who it was. Stop right. being mean to Zuby. <laughs> That so, is, uh, that's my grandmother. No, uh, <laughs> I have no idea. I'm, I'm a goal. I have thick skin. I don't know what I, I appreciate people looking out for me, but I got thick skin and we're all friends here and it's all, it's all in good fun. The chirping. So, all right, I, I'm good. I'm good. Really? By the way, uh, my sweater and your shirt look like they're from the same family of, of mo- what, yes. co- what color we got going here? Is this, are we green? Yeah, blue green. It's uh, an aqua. Aqua. <laughs> I don't know. Aquamarine, I feel like, possibly. I feel like my hat matches a little better, though. Maybe. <laughs> well, I'm in deliberately contrasting. It looks like That's... it looks like laundry day to me, boys. All right, five or six minutes here to do this. Uh, uh, Zuby, go ahead and struts. I'm going to let you handle a bunch of these. Okay, let's do it. Sure. Okay. Uh, a good a good summary from Michael Dahl. He says, "Same old story with this team. Too many giveaways, odd man rushes, bad changes, and ill time penalties. This defense goaltending will never win a championship." And if I could just piggy that qu- piggyback that quickly, some stranger says, "Are these guys simply uncoachable?" Because those are the same mistake, right? Same mistakes. New coach, same mistakes. What do you think, Struds? I think we we kind of handled this previously, but I, I I do think that you know I think uncoachable is a really hard label to give a player. I think that's a yeah. very you really you better be careful if that's the, the, the what you're giving a player. I think it's just the attention to it and just constantly being aware for sixty minutes because it's hard. Like being focused for sixty minutes against a dangerous team like Tampa, it's difficult. It, but that is required uh, to win games like that, and that was a winnable game tonight. Um. JL says late power play with the game on the line and the top unit looked like the second unit simply unacceptable. What did you think about that PP specifically? Well, I, I, when I watched it, it was like, I was thinking, man, I can't wait for the second unit to get out. And that's kind of a scary thought. Right. And I think that that is, they're just not in sync. They're, they're not in themselves. I think they're trying to force plays where they're not. Um, and I would, I would suggest that they make just simpler plays, straightforward plays, take what you're given when you're not feeling it, rather trying to get it through an area that isn't isn't really open when you're not feeling like they it feels like they are right now. Quady, I'll I'll take one here, Zuby. Struddy, Quady says, just gutted they blew this game. What a waste. Gave away uh gave away the one they just stole from Seattle. This team is finding ways to lose. The question I'll bounce off of that with Struds, do you think like this three wins put enough distance between them and the here we go again stuff that this team had been suffering from. Like, is this just they're playing better now and you're not going to win every game, so that's what this loss is? Or is this more of what we saw before? Well, the three wins gives you a bit of a breathing room, but the reality was this was a winnable game tonight, and they they weren't able to get it done. So I think they didn't lose this game. I think they gave up two points. And when you're trying to chase back a lot of players, or sorry, a lot of teams – this is a hard one to swallow, especially when you're on a four-game road trip. So I think that they are playing better. Um, you know, I thought two first periods were great. They were, they were leaving after both the first and second period. What what more do you want on the road? And then they get to the third, and they weren't able to close out the deal. And that is something they talked about changing 
since the end of the season last and year. And one of the things that reminded me of, of earlier on in the season, the scoring chances off the rush tonight, Tampa had eight scoring chances off the rush tonight, right? When the Oilers just, they're not protecting the way they need to protect. Zuby? An interesting thing, too, I saw a tweet uh, yesterday, I think, that said, you know, just you talking about those three wins buying some breathing room, but in the standings, it bought them nothing. Apparently, they were eight <laughs> points out of a wild card, and those three wins, they were seven points out. So it's it's so hard to climb the That's ladder. the slogging, hey? That's what yeah. it is. Like, it is You're not, not going to make it all back. You're not going to get all back in a week, right? So you got to, like, just kind of, so seven, then you try to make it six. Maybe by Christmas, you're down to four. Right, like you, you, it's 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 a battle, man. Because everyone else is getting points too. That's why a night like tonight is hard. Because now you could you could lose your next two, and then going to Washington to win. Now it's a one, and you get two points out of eight. Mm-hmm. Um, Trent Walter said this is a, a little bit in the weeds, but I thought this was interesting. He says zero questions as to why ten Derek Ryan wasn't out there at the end of the game tonight, despite all the questions about why Gagne wasn't on the ice at the end of the game when he had the two-goal night in his first game called up. Both are fourth-liners, scored on the same types of goals. Why is that different, yeah. or do you guys think Derek Ryan should have been out there late? No, I don't. I think it's yeah. different. Sam Gagne's – sorry, go ahead, Struts. No, go. No, I, I agree. <laughs> it's a different I, I, player. Yeah, it's – it's. he doesn't have – like, Derek doesn't create a ton like Sam can off it. Now, you know, both his goals – he actually – I don't think he shot either one in the net. You know what I mean? So – and that's not – I hate to be, you know, I feel like you're being negative, but I just don't see him in the same type of player. Um, it, it actually never even crossed my mind. So I would disagree. Um, on the overtime thing, everybody lost an ego. This is a good tip too for the people on the stream. If you want to get me to read your your uh, comment, agree with me. But I hadn't said this, so this <laughs> is just a fluke. Everybody lost an ego says for the overtime thing, he thinks the point system needs to change for OT, three points for a win, one for an overtime loss. Would that, you know, would the point system changing create that urgency? If you, if you could conceivably, you know, if it was three points for an overtime mm. win, you could end up with one point if you lose a shootout. I, I would. I've suggested this before: three for a regulation win, two for an overtime win, one for an overtime loss. And there's been studies done, and people have run the numbers that wouldn't change a ton. But I think what would happen is maybe the people, especially towards the end of the year, they're going for it at the end of of, of regulation because they want those points. And I played uh, in that system where three points for uh, for a win in regulation in Europe, and I could tell at the end the intensity picked up a bit. So you want excitement. That creates excitement. So I'd be 100% in favor for that. JL says um, Broberg and Pickard should be in next game. We already talked about the goaltending thing a little bit. Would you like to see Broberg uh, come in? I think Broberg's got to play. Yeah, he's not coming. He hasn't come up here not to play. So I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Florida, well, you know, they got Bennett. They've got some bigger guy. I think Bennett's back playing, isn't he? Um, so pretty – they've got some – some players, and Kachuk is pretty heavy, but probably Darren A. will be against Kachuk. I could probably slide Broberg in next game because he can't sit and watch. Three three of the Oilers' bottom four forwards are, uh, are not great skaters. And I worry about the overall speed of this team. I like Broberg's skating ability. I think you can add a player that skates pretty well. I think it's ridiculous to have him up if you're not going to play him. I think they need they need some more speed. They need to play fast because they've got if if you want to play four mo- lines more often, that's fine, but you're reducing the speed you have on the ice quite a bit, Strads. I think the orders are a slower good team, point. you know, there. Okay, good stuff. Uh Zuby, anything else you want to wrap that up with? 
Um, some stranger said Connor Brown looked good out there. I thought he looked good in the first period. And, uh, but of course mm-hmm. that, that breakaway attempt he had looked not so good. Yeah. There's no Tied. question there. Just wondered what, what you guys thought. Yeah, no, I thought he was decent. I thought, I mean, he, he the guy's got a good motor, right? The the engine goes and yeah. he gets around out there, crosses that threshold. Those bonuses are happening now. I know a lot of people wondered if the orders might pull the pin on him. I never thought that that was a realistic possibility. Um, but he's in there. And uh, I thought he got taken out of the game by the penalties, though, because I don't believe they had him killing, did they? I know. I don't think they did. Yeah. And- so when all the penalties hit, he just got taken out of the game. Yeah, and that happens, right? Um, so give it time. Give it time. Uh, obviously, they believe in this player. And, you know, Knobloch would know him from his time in junior. All right. Time for our United Cycle Gem of the Day. They have expert advice for every single sport. Their store is full of passionate sports fans, volunteers, coaches, athletes, ready to help you with everything you need for the sport you love. Come check out why are they, they are one of Edmonton's favorite locations for everything sports. Visit www.unitedsports.com. By the way, Ryan Dregs had Ken Hitchcock on their podcast. I was going to run this clip. I forgot. Uh, But Ken Hitchcock told a fantastic story. Um, But he actually talked about United Cycle. He he used to work (laughs) United Cycle back in the day. So that just tells you how long this iconic brand uh, has been around. Maybe we'll roll that in for our our Sunday night podcast. It was such a great story from Ken Hitchcock. Struddy, you got something in mind? Well, I'm going to give you credit, but it's Zach Hyman. You know, and Zach Hyman talked about the idea of, of you know, when there is a breakdown, a teammate picking that player up. Yeah, I really like that. We've got that sound here. We might as well run it as we wrap up the podcast. Yeah, everything that, that we can do better is is kind of bail each other out. Like, I think if, if there isn't a little mistake, like, I think we can do a better job of covering for one another and, and making sure that, you know, a little mistake doesn't turn into a grade A, which turns into a goal, right? I, I think we can do a better job of that. The Oilers are not going to win every game from here on out. Three games to get themselves back on track. We'll see how far that goes. I would submit to you this next one is massive. Because if you can cut your losses at one and then get back on the right side of it, that is the sign of a healthy team. Big game on Monday against the Florida Panthers. Good job tonight, Struds. Thanks, pal. Love the new segment, bud. We'll figure out a name. Yeah, sprinkling the infield. Thank you, everybody. That it's not been received well on the stream. No, there that's been universally chided on the stream here, bud. Thank and you. I have to say that that was not on our chat, Strud. So you suggested that name to some other chat that you're somebody in, else. Yeah, you're yeah. suggested right now in a different chat. I want Rob Brown to chime in. I want to know what he thinks. Although, because you drive the segment, Struds, you know Brownie's gonna have no interest in it. Yeah, He's just gonna always. sleep through it like he does Struddy's yeah, yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks for, your, thanks for your contributions on the stream. Uh, we're going to do our regular Sunday night pod tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. Rob Brown, I believe, is going to be joining us. So enjoy the rest of your Saturday and look forward to chatting with you tomorrow night. Big thanks to Backscape for hopping on board here yes. with us, giving us that new segment. And, of course, to our title sponsors, Sherwood Buick GMC. Talk to you soon, everybody.